We're hardly worth turning into a frog here on that Groovy Scoopcast. Your go-to audio hub for all things Scooby-Doo. My name's Derek. And I'm Shannon. And today we're going to be taking a look at three seven-minute long Scooby-Doo episodes. What were your thoughts on that style of episodes, Shannon? Uh, I didn't hate them. Okay. But it didn't seem like something that Scooby-Doo would do. Because there wasn't really a mystery, it was just stuff was happening. Yeah, and that was across all three of the seven-minute shorts, which was really weird because we haven't seen something like that before where... We had to review more than one episode mm-hmm. in an episode. So today's going to be a little bit of an experiment, I think. Welcome to our experiment. Yay! <laughs> Before we get to that, though, we're going to get started with the Mystery Machine Match, our weekly trivia on all things Scooby-Doo. Um, Shannon, would you like to do the honors of going first? Sure. Where does Scooby-Doo's cousin, Scooby-D, live? Hollywood or New York? She lives in Hollywood. Oh, you're right. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. All right. So what robotic dog did Scooby-Doo do an hour-long show with? I don't know. You don't remember this? No. We watched this together at one point a long time ago. I know we did. He's the dog wonder. Oh, I always forget he's a robot. What's his name? I don't know. I always just thought it was Dog Wonder. What's his sidekick's name? If you can get the sidekick's name, I will give you the point. Well, actually, he's the sidekick to the superhero. It's not Robo Dog Wonder? No. No. I don't know. Dynamite. Oh! (laughs) He's the sidekick of the Blue Falcon? Yeah, but that was forever ago. Yeah, but we watched it together. That was like like, the beginning of our friendship. He was in Scooby Mystery Incorporated like twice. All right, so I'm just really bad at it. I don't have another excuse. (laughs) I guess so. All right, well, your next question, please. Which friend plays the matador with the lion in Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase? Oh, geez. Um, I think it was Fred. Yeah. Was it Fred? Yep. I wanted to say either Fred or Shaggy, but I knew it wasn't Shaggy. You know what it was? Shaggy, like, once... um, was trying to tame a lion or something when he was hypnotized yeah. in a classic Scooby-Doo Where Are You episode. So I was confusing it with that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I got that point. Um, next up for you, what friend hosts a show called Coast to Coast in Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island? Daphne. You are correct. Yeah, Because that's my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you cannot answer a question correctly about that movie... Just oh, go home. Go home. I'm I need done. to find a new host. I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> that Groovy Scoopcast will find a new host. Auditions are opening tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your last question. What bald-headed man helps Mondavarius with his plan for world domination in the Scooby-Doo movie, Igloo Rama or Nagu Tuwana? I want to say it's Nagu Tuwana. It is. Is Good it? Job. Okay. I'm very glad that that like, came with options because I would not have remembered that <laughs> off the top of my no. head. <laughs> what kind of creatures are weird in Bogle? Are they vampires or ghosts? Ghosts. They are ghosts. Oh! Yay! All right. Well, today our finishing tallies are me with 12 points and you with 9 points. Okay. So, I mean, you have two out of those three questions right. Yay me. You're actually 
I'm getting better. You're getting better. We're getting questions that I know. By the end of this season, you're actually going to, like, catch up with me. Yeah. Well, because I don't know as much. I haven't seen as much as you have. I, yeah. But still. (laughs) Well, that was this week's Mystery Machine Match. So today we are uh, reviewing Scooby-Doo's Fun Zone, The Swamp Witch, and Sir Scooby and the Black Knight. Which we did learn is not connected to... The Mr. Wickles Black Knight from County. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, these are the three titles we're working with today. Um, Before we dive in, I will provide the premise for the first episode, which was Scooby's Fun Zone. Shaggy and the gang head to an amusement pier for games and food. But Scooby upsets the strongman, Killer Crunch, when he hits him with a baseball, and they are soon on the run. Okay, that's only like a little bit of what happens. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I feel like Killer Crunch was really justified oh, and with being mad with them. But like, that's not even the whole thing that happened. Like, they can't make it sound like Scooby hit him first. Scrappy tried to get him in a fight. Yes, And that's then right. he hit him. Yeah, Scrappy just is provoking shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the episode begins with Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy. They're just hanging out at this pier. And they're going up to get cotton candy and taffy from this machine. And while they're waiting, I just noticed that, like, you know, they're talking about getting the cotton candy. Mm-hmm. And then this, like, little blonde boy just walks up in front of them. He's just like, excuse me. And just snatches just it up. cuts in front of them and takes it and goes. I'm just like, that was rude. Where was his mom? <laughs> Why are you here alone? <laughs> so then Scooby tries to get some and winds up in the machine. Yeah, which is a health hazard, I feel. Yeah, a little bit. He's got dog hair everywhere. Like, that's going to have to be <laughs> shut down and cleaned. And then, like, when he comes out, I thought that was really cute when Scooby, he pops out of the machine, and he is, like, all hiding in a glob of cotton candy with his legs popping out of the paper cone, and he looked really cute. And then Shaggy tries some, and he says... That it tastes really good. It's Scooby Taffy or something like salt that. Saltwater Scooby. Saltwater Scooby. Because <laughs> I wrote down that saltwater Scooby was not a flavor that I ever wanted to try. I don't yeah. want to know what that tastes like. No one does. <laughs> Except for uh, wow, Shaggy. Shaggy. <laughs> that jumped right out of my head. But I also noticed that like this is the first episode we're seeing where Fred, Daphne, and Velma are gone. Mm-hmm. I was sad to see that. Are you? I was very sad to see that. They do it a few times, like, but this is the first. Well, yeah, but, like, throughout this entire series, they're gone. Yeah. I don't like the fact that they're gone. I feel like a lot of the mystery that makes Mm Scooby-Doo what it is is absent, and I think part of that is the fact that these three characters are gone. You know, Valma's the the thinking character, you know, and she's the one that's supposed to be solving the mystery, essentially, while everyone else just takes credit. (laughs) (laughs) But without the three of them, like, why would they be solving a mystery at all? Well, they're not. They're at a pier enjoying some I know, but then I'm wondering what's the point, because I don't want to see their their actions going on with this strong man that they provoked. (laughs) Right. Well, and like... If the other three had been there, I feel like it would have been a haunted thing or... I don't know. I don't know. It would have been more. Yeah. I just, I noticed that they were gone and I didn't like it. And Their it's going to be that way for noted. a while yeah. in this series, which I'm thankful that we're not doing this in like full chronological order because then we would have been without them for a long time. That would have been sad. Yes, it would have. Um, when they leave the cotton candy and taffy machine... 
they are like walking by the circus show and they come across the what does she call like the 700 pound she's little lulu little lulu and she is 700 pounds of graceful (laughs) (laughs) and that 700 pounds of graceful lands on scooby flattens him and then she laughs gets up and walks away scooby would be dead yes scooby's dead this is the last thing we'll ever see podcast is over (laughs) yeah i was thinking the same thing too she just crushes him and that's fine and the ringleader he introduces killer crunch and scrappy's like oh he's not all that tough my uncle scooby could take him and it's like why do you need to like what what is it with your ego to where you need to talk up uncle scooby that much well and that's what i said is why (laughs) does scrappy literally try to fight every person every person but my whole thing is if you're gonna fight anyone why not go fight the lady that just sat on your uncle and squished him right like she has more of a reason to be beaten up than killer crunch like he literally just came on stage and was like look at me i'm strong and scrappy was like you ain't shit yep basically that's what happened yeah (laughs) and then scooby and shaggy they move on and they're doing the baseball toss Mm -hmm. and that's when scooby does this wild throw he winds his entire body up yep and then throws the baseball backwards in the wrong yep going the wrong way and that's when it hits killer crunch and then killer crunch is pissed at them for the rest of the episode rightfully so might i add Mm -hmm. (laughs) he Uh, had every justification if somebody hit me with a ball and i was a if i was strong enough to do something about it i would you're just gonna beat up a a hippie boy and two dogs if they're trying to fight me yeah one of them's trying to fight you. <laughs> the littlest one is getting kicked. It makes me think of Scrappy as like a chihuahua. He has the mentality of a chihuahua. The mentality. Mentality. He's a freaking chihuahua. <laughs> I also noted that Killer Crunch doesn't really talk throughout the episode. He kind of just grunts. He's not a real person. He's just like, Arr. He's a caveman. Arr. I'm going to talk like that for the rest of the episode because Killer Crunch got away with it in that episode. So that's just going to be a one-sided conversation from now on. Uh. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So they run away from him. Uh. (laughs) They run away from him. (laughs) And uh, go into the House of Mirrors. Yes. And so Shaggy and Scrappy are like, oh, haha, look at this. I'm all tall and strong and I'm all short and squishy, whatever. Yeah. And then they, you know, the strong man can't find Scooby. So he walks out and Scooby comes up crunched up. Like an accordion. Yes. And I was thinking, why? <laughs> like, I think my only thought would be, because it was obvious that the that the strong man didn't find him. So it's obvious that the strong man didn't do that to him. Yeah. So I'm thinking he was trying to, like, blend in as a mirror. Okay. But... That wasn't explained. No, but that's the only thing I can guess. But even so, the strong man would still see him. Like, it'd still be a reflection of him, and so he would go for it, You right? really think Scooby thought that out that much? I don't know. <laughs> he made himself into the shape of an accordion. <laughs> and then just walked out, yeah. Yep. And then they end up going into a haunted house instead to hide. Which I literally wrote, I would die. That was an actual scary house. Well, the sounds that, it, that they were making, all the screams and the terror, like, yeah, that was a 
scary spook house. So they go in and they're all scared because naturally. Yeah. And they ran into what was it? A giant spider. Mm-hmm. And I told you, I looked at you and it's like you would have died. I would have died. You literally would. You your heart would have stopped beating, and you would have just fell over and died. Look, when I was showering today, there was a spider in the corner, and I literally couldn't close my eyes to like wash out the shampoo from my <laughs> hair because that thing could have moved. I was so petrified. That's an itty bitty spider in my corner. What do you think I do with a spider the size of me? News report, guys: Scooby Doo has traumatized Shannon. I'm over it. Oh, I can't. <laughs> And then I also noticed that this is the first instance I'm seeing of this. Scooby is walking on his hind legs now. Mm-hmm. I, I think I said in the first episode how you, know, you really don't, you really kind of forget that he's a dog in these kind of episodes because he's walking on his hind legs and he doesn't really have the, the speech impediment as severe as he used they do, to. They do give him a lot of human characteristics. And especially when, like, the rest of the gang isn't around. Yeah. And, you know, I just noticed, like, Shaggy and Scooby were walking. I think it was right before they went into the mirror house. Yeah. And, yeah, Scooby's just walking on his hind legs for no reason. Well, and even when he was throwing the ball, Mm -hmm. he did that on his hind legs. So, and then, this is where you really start to see really weird proportions with his body. Because they're trying to make a dog look okay while he's walking on two legs all the time. Um, my last note I actually had for the episode was when Shaggy and Scooby, they went to hide as employees at the fair in the dunk tanks. Yes, but my question before you do that is, where are the people that own these booths? Because they're all empty. All of them. <laughs> you don't see a single person. You see like, oh, this costs five cents, but there's nobody there to collect the five cents. And then they take this booth over. Where is the person? They make so little money because everything is five cents that they can't pay people to run the booths. Okay. So, so they the just booths hope just that run you're themselves. Honest. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's an honest land back then. Sure. <laughs> so they pretend to be, I guess, employees or just people who work for the fair that are in the dunk tank. And Killer Crunch finally gets his revenge. He shows up and he throws a ball at the target and they both plunge into the water. And the episode ends with Scrappy coming out and saying, oh, yeah, Killer Crunch... Or, you know, the strong man, he forgot his prize, and it's a Scooby-Doo toy. Mm-hmm. So that means he's famous, right? So I wrote down, so Scooby's famous, question mark. But then we had talked about it after. That wasn't had, his voice. It had Scrappy's it voice. definitely had Scrappy's voice. I was like, what? Whoa. That must have been when Scooby was a teenager. Going through puberty? Yeah. Yeah. So Scrappy's going to be like that one day. When okay. he becomes a teenager. <laughs> Those were all the notes I had for that episode. It's it's hard to talk about these episodes because they're so short. Yeah. There's not a whole lot that happens. Like, I kind of didn't really even pay attention to the animation errors because it's only seven minutes long. I have to get what little plot there is on paper in seven minutes. Yep. Um, so what rating did you give that episode? I actually gave it a six. A six? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? I, I actually kind of liked it. Okay. I didn't hate it. It was stupid and funny, but Mm -hmm. it was funny. I gave it a five for the same reasons, I guess. So now we're going to move on to the second episode of the three, which was Swamp Witch. The premise on Scoobapedia says, The guys are out boating in a swamp when they encounter a gruesome twosome, a hungry swamp witch and her ghostly goblin, who are looking for people they can turn into frogs to cook in frog leg stew. Okay, so he is a ghost. He was a goblin. 
That's what it says. It says her ghostly goblin. So I guess he's a he's a dead goblin. Or his mom was a ghost and his dad was a goblin. But either way, he's a dead goblin. I don't know. Uh, well, no, because so, like remember in American Horror Story season one, yeah, when the ghost impregnated the wife and the wife had the baby, but the baby was still alive. It was just kind of demonated. Well, he was the Antichrist. Yeah. So. I feel like this could be... So gobbly, so <laughs> gobbly is the Antichrist, is what you're telling me? Yeah, globby is the Antichrist. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Um, so first off, they're not boating. Um, I'm pretty sure that Scrappy kidnapped them and put them on a boat. Because they, neither of them seem very pleased to be out there. Why they do they wa- go out there? They both want to go back. And Scrappy's like, oh, it's just a few more feet to like wherever they're going. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly they run into this ghost. Yeah, well, that was after the Swamp Witch sent out Globby to find people to turn into frogs. Yes. Because she says that she needs a frog for her stew, and the frog store is closed. Which, okay, so (laughs) I want to talk about, too, how they presented the witch in the very beginning as just, like, a, a housewife. Like, she's just, oh, I wanted to make this stew for dinner, but I... Forgot my frog legs, and I need a frog for the stew, but the the frog store is closed, and Globbly, will you please go out and and get a frog for me? Because somehow they live in the middle of the swamp, but you have to go turn a person into a frog. Instead of finding a real frog, which should be everywhere. (laughs) Which I feel like would be easier. (laughs) Well, please go turn a person into a frog. I noticed with the music in this episode when it started... I first thought it was going to be an Adams Family yeah. crossover because it sounded like the Adams Family right at first, and then it stopped. It kind of like went off in its own direction. I'm like, knock off Adams Family. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the witch design was really nice. Uh-huh. I think that she was actually kind of scary. Um, Globby, on the other hand, I didn't like him. No, because like they made they did make her scary. Yeah, but with her little sidekick there, he was very odd. Mm-hmm. He was, he was more of, like, a comedic point. Like, the very first time we see him, he's popping out of soup. Yeah, which made me think at first that he was, like, a soup ghost. Yeah, or I something. I honestly thought he was a soup ghost at first. Yeah, like, I didn't know what he was. He was just kind of something. Well, throughout the episode, I'm wondering, like, what is this guy? Is he a... I, I thought he was a goblin. I thought he was a ghost. I thought he was a demon. I thought he was a soup ghost. They never talk about it. In the episode. But the premise says that he is a ghostly goblin. That's so, the only reason we know. So he, like I said, he is half so, ghost, half goblin. So thank you, Scoopopedia, because... We did not understand what We he didn't was. know at all. <laughs> When they were in the boat, Scooby, Scrappy, and Shaggy, they decided to start heading back, but they didn't remember which way to go. So for one, I'm thinking, turn around. Right. <laughs> because that they, what they do, flip a coin? Yeah, they decided to flip a coin. Turn the boat around. You're going straight. Now you know, need to go backwards. Well, what it was was Shaggy said that they should go one way, and Scooby said that they should go a different way. And then they were going to flip a coin to figure out which way they should go. And when they were doing it, that's when Globby shows up. He steals the coin and just flies away. And then Scrappy pulls out his chihuahua temper and races after, after him. him. They floated across the water. Yes. I need everyone to get that through their head. <laughs> they floated across the water to go get them. This coin. This coin. Just a coin. Yeah. 
And I'm, I'm sure they had other ones. Yeah, like Scrappy didn't even consider that. He's just like, oh shit, that guy just stole your coin. I'm gonna go fuck him up. Like it's a coin. He's just <laughs> mad. He's mad to be mad. Were there not other methods that they could have chosen otherwise to Rock, pick paper, their paper, scissors? I don't know, but evidently he can't. Pick a number one through ten. <laughs> so, Globby, he brings him back to the witch's house, and Scrappy comes in the door, and the witch sees him, and is just like, oh, he's hardly worth turning into a frog, Globby. I'm like, he's hardly worth turning into anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's hardly worth even being himself. She starts trying to turn them into frogs, and they're racing all around the house. Well, when Scrappy and Shaggy show up. Yeah. 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 My next note was when they tried to run out of the house, Mm -hmm. and she closes the door with her magic wand. Yes. And they all slam into the door. I wrote down, okay, they slam into the door, but did she lock it? Because you guys could have got... They didn't try. No, they they got up and they ran the other way. Had you had that decision when you were in the boat, you wouldn't be in this situation, but that's just something completely different. Um... (laughs) But, you know, had you just tried to open the door, you could have run out and you would have been fine. Because we do later on find out she did not lock the door. Well, when they leave the door and they try and hide in the house from her, they hide in, like, a dresser in one of the back rooms. Yeah. And the witch was very clever, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know how well she knows these guys. I don't think she knows them at all. And that (laughs) was just the perfect thing for her to say. She says, it's time, what'd she say? It's time for supper, or I have supper ready. Come out and eat with us. And they're like, supper? Oh, they were all That was genius. I know. (laughs) So they're like, you think she knows exactly who they are. (laughs) Because <laughs> they all pop out, like, instantly. And they're oh. like, ooh, boy. And then she tells them that they're supper. Yes, right. <laughs> well, then, also, Scrappy tries to fight Globby. He, like, starts punching him. And yep. his, his punches are going through him. And I'm just tired of watching this. Because <laughs> uh, I said, like, Scrappy's dumb. Like, he just keeps punching the ghost. Like, yes. after the first or second punch, you'd be like, oh, this isn't working. And Globby's just, just looking at him like, what are you doing? But that scene went on for like a few oh, seconds. Yeah, a little while. <laughs> um, I actually like freaked out when the Swamp Witch succeeded in turning Shaggy into a frog. So I said, um, <laughs> what the hell? How does Shaggy look like that? Also, he's pretty fast for a frog. Because when they were all running away, he was like keeping right up with a Great Dane running. Like he has the body of a, of a normal green frog but it's Shaggy's head, like his normal giant. head, giant on the frog, and he's green. Like, he's all green. Yep. So I'm going to definitely have to post a picture of this lovely creature on Twitter later. But I, like, freaked out when I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, Shaggy is a frog. looks ridiculous. <laughs> well, so then they have to turn Shaggy back into a person because now they've decided, like, well, we can't just leave. We have to go back. Right. And so they knock on the door. I thought it was pretty clever. They go, you know, hey, we're with the uh, Gnomes and Goblins Association. The Better Gnomes and the Goblins The Better Gnomes and Goblins Association. She lets them right in. Yep. And uh, Scrappy just walks right up. Hey, we have to inspect your wand. And she's like, oh, okay, this is kind of weird, but sure. And uh, so he grabs the wand. Somehow he knows exactly what to do. Turns Shaggy back into a person. And then they just, like, leave. Well, this is Scrappy's practice for in 2002 when he tries to take over the world of magic demons. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so he so knows he exactly what to do. So he probably went back yeah. after he got kicked out. He went back to this witch and that's th- she taught him. Yep. Taught him all about the Damon Ritus and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. 
and then when they manage to turn him back, they start to get away. They take her magic broom, and they fly away. But they still have her wand. Yes, they still have her wand. So my question was, did she have a spare wand? Yeah, she must have, because she pulled out another one, and she tried to turn them into a frog again. But when she did that... Shaggy pulls a mirror out of absolutely nowhere. It reflects off the mirror. And bounces and hits her. <laughs> and Globby. And They've Globby. all turned into frogs. Yep. <laughs> and then they start bouncing around the house as frogs. So now Globby is a ghouly, ghostly froggy. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. I want one. <laughs> I want you guys to walk into my house. And I want that just around. What did you give that episode on the Scooby Snack Meter? I gave it a five. I laughed. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but I did laugh. <laughs> I gave it a six. There you go. <laughs> and my reasoning, Shaggy as a frog. I was laughing so hard That's when I saw that. That's just an automatic. Automatic. It, it doesn't get the whole box of Scooby Snacks, but it's on its way. Because that's the highest I've rated something so far. Yeah. I've been doing editing and I realize I'm really harsh. I need to I need to be nicer. But yeah, I gave that episode a six actually. Now we're gonna move on to Sir Scooby and the Black Knight, which apparently I absolutely hated this episode because I did not even fill up a full I I didn't even fill up a half page on this. No. No. <laughs> um, I would say that it was my least favorite among the three. This was the premise for the episode from Scoobypedia. While bicycling through the Scottish countryside, the guys end up at a castle that they mistake for their hotel and encounter a very angry black knight who they believe is the hotel's manager. When we first read this episode premise last week, I was really hoping that it was going to be the same black knight. I really wanted it to be. You know, Mr. Wickles is back. I thought it'd be like a fun little nod back to the original yeah. episode. Or maybe it was an expanding story of the Art Swindler's gang. Yeah, or you like know? or like this is how the Black Knight, you know, this is what he did before he got to Mr. Wiggles. Well, Wiggles. he was from London, not Scotland. But maybe he went somewhere before London. Maybe this is like, maybe he's just like an art swindler from around the world. I don't think so. I was hoping. <laughs> but My I was, hopes were too high. I was really hoping for an expansion on the story of the Art Swindlers gang and their feud with the Mystery Solving gang. I mean, and considering we know that not everyone got caught. They're still out there. They're still out there. I'm just going to put that out there. This guy could be one of them. You know why? Because that skeleton that was in the closet, that could be someone that found out about the gang and he silenced him. It could be Mr. Wickles. No, because Mr. Wickles is in jail in county. That's what we want you to think. <gasps> but wait, why would I've he turn? I've been watching on- a lot of crime mysteries. I'm sorry. <laughs> why would he turn against another member of the Arsewindlers gang? Because he got caught. You're about to put, throw all of us under the bus to get a, oh, a plea to make deal. Oh, sure he doesn't talk. Yeah, you got to shut him up. You get busted. You have to shut them up. Maybe this actually is connected to the first episode. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, you know. When the first when the episode first started, I noticed that the opening exposition that happens with every episode that you ever see in Scooby Doo, they're riding on the bikes and Shaggy's like, "Wow, I sure love riding bikes in Scotland." And I'm like, "Okay, so we're in Scotland. Episode is established. <laughs> we have to know where we are." Um, I hated the hat that Shaggy was wearing throughout the whole episode. He didn't need to be wearing it. It's like if he was wearing a sombrero in Mexico. <laughs> what I hated was, uh, I wrote down what the fuck happened with that bagpiper. Somehow, Scooby ends up 
in his arms instead of like he knocks the bagpipes out of his arm and the bagpipe player starts blowing into scooby's hind paw which we did not know that was that's what it was at first it looked a little dirty at first but then <laughs> it was still making the same noise as, as a bagpipe <laughs> i'm like oh this is a new side of scooby i've never seen <laughs> conspiracy theory is that bagpipes don't actually make the sound it's just a it's a conspiracy yeah well they they get to the castle oh okay so both of, a, both of us said this multiple times but when you book a hotel you see what the hotel looks like before you go did they not know what their hotel was gonna look like i don't know i mean they didn't have apps like yelp or google or anything like that back then yeah but, but how do you book a hotel i don't know called them on phones that were attached to the wall how'd you get their number a scottish phone book (laughs) but yeah they assume that the castle is their hotel yeah we don't know why they think it's their hotel they must have spent a lot of money on that reservation oh a lot so they go into the hotel and they find a table full of a bunch of food and they just start eating which is rude to begin with for one and then when you realize, when the Black Knight comes in and he's like, what are you doing here? And, like, he explicitly says, he's like, this is not a hotel. This is my home. And I'm just like, again, the quote-unquote villain of the episode has every right to be mad at Scooby and Shaggy and Scrappy. Well, and then Scrappy, I'm pretty sure Scrappy tries to fight him. Most likely. No, he doesn't, because he probably thinks that he's the... Remember, because he thought that he was, like, an employee. Oh, right. So he gets all mad still, though. And then he thinks he's a manager. But regardless, how many times does Black Knight have to be like... This is not a hotel. This is my home. Leave. Because they were like, <laughs> we have reservations. He's like, not here. This food was for us. That was my dinner. <laughs> so, that was a lot of food they ate. Yeah, I wrote down, he made a lot of dinner for himself. I know. So this guy has a right to be pissed because you broke into his house you ate his food, you slid down his staircase, you broke his stuff, you jump into his armor, you assault him with food, and then you drowned him. So you just summarized the whole episode. <laughs> Done. Let's go Done. home. Well, <laughs> I will elaborate a little bit. So they go downstairs to what I'm assuming is like the dungeon yeah. or the torture chamber. and. Both. Scrappy sees it and thinks that it's like a game room. And then when Which the, of course because there's weapons everywhere, so that's a game room. A game room, yeah. But then when the knight comes down, Scrappy now thinks that he's like the athletics or the sports director oh, yeah. or something like that. And then he challenges him to a game of hide and seek. Mm-hmm. So they go and hide in that closet where they find the skeleton who's alive, which again is Mr. Wickles. Mr. Wickles. So official guys, it's Mr. Wickles. It's canon. I made canon. it. <laughs> I forget a lot of what happened in this episode because I did not like it. <laughs> uh, they break his stuff, jump... Oh, okay. So, they break his stuff a lot, actually. I can't specifically say on that one. But they jump into his armor. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. So, they're trying to, like, I don't know, run away from him. But they run literally in him. <laughs> I think it was I think it was Scooby's head that was like going down it was into the Scooby's helmet. It was Scooby's half body. <laughs> His ass was up in the air, and that was it. Well, then the three of them climb into another suit of armor. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna assume that the Art Swindlers gang are just all knights. I mean, it would make sense. That's like their thing. Yeah. 
So they run out of the hotel castle and they dive into the moat. Into the moat, and the Black Knight follows them. Well, and because they swim around the moat, yes, instead of swimming to the side, because of course. And that's when the Black Knight sinks underwater, and we see bubbles popping up at the top. And we both just looked at each other, and we're just like, <gasps> "Did he just die? Did he just die? <laughs> right?" Because. For a few seconds, you don't see him again. And there's no bubbles. No. The bubbles just subside and he's, he's drowned. Dead. He drowned. Yeah, he's dead. And that's when they're running away now. I think they got back on their bikes and start riding mm-hmm. away. And the Black Knight climbs out of the moat and he takes off all of his armor and you see him in his full body undergarments now. And he's like pulling out fish everywhere because everywhere. they're tickling him and he's laughing and but he's like mad laughing yeah right because he's like he's like pissed that all of this just <laughs> happened but then like you know you can't help your bodily reaction to like fish all over you and like it tickling right and that's when shaggy was just like oh it's the old fish in the pants trick good job scoob and then scrappy's like yeah how did you do that and scooby just responds scooby dooby doo because he didn't do anything. He didn't answer him. He drowned him. That's how he did it. The whole... the If somebody ever says, let's do the fish in the pants gag, it means they're going to drown you. So please just run away. <laughs> so what was your Scooby Snack-O-Meter rating for this episode? I gave it a four. A four. It, you're lucky it wasn't less than that. <laughs> you didn't enjoy that? I didn't. I gave it a five. Uh, it was, like I said before, it was... The one that I liked the least out of the three, but I still found it in some parts enjoyable, like the first episode. Okay. But I guess with our ratings all like averaged out, it came to a decimal and we're not doing that shit. So we rounded to the nearest hole. So this episode gets an official five. Yay. (laughs) Well, that was today's Scooby-Doo review. And you know what I'm ready for? What's that? Our weekly fun facts. Well, I've got... A really interesting one here for you today. Okay. Um, We're going to learn a little bit about the mystery machine. Oh. Yeah. Specifically where it came from and who is the actual owner of it. Because we don't know. Well, we do, but we have multiple stories. Yes. Who do you think owns the mystery machine out of the five The last thing I remember is that it was Daphne's, I think, gardener's okay or something and then they like took it who do you think is the owner in general i mean genuinely you would think fred would be because Mm -hmm. he drives it all the time right and that makes sense well i'm gonna throw three ideas at you one is that daphne owns it one is that fred owns it and one is that shag i was gonna say because i remember that well i looked at the timeline of the scooby-doo series and where the mystery machine has been and who it belongs to and how it comes into the story. So we always assume that it belongs to Fred, like in Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? and the the new Scooby-Doo movies, because Fred's always driving it. But then when you watch, there was a TV special, it was called Those Meddling Kids, the the behind-the-scenes look at Scooby-Doo, and it it was kind of like a fake interview session with all the gang, and Fred said that Shaggy was one that actually found the mystery machine. Oh, they found it. I'm assuming they found it in, like, a junkyard or something. Because it's, bre- it's always breaking down. So <laughs> yeah, I, it might just be a clunker. Sense. 
They also theorize that, like, Daphne's dad may have bought the actual van. And then you also see the mystery machine throughout the new Scooby-Doo Mysteries series from the late 80s, when Fred and Velma are not regular characters, which makes me think that, okay, so Fred's not the owner. But then in Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, when the gang is broken up at this point and they're not solving mysteries... Daphne and Fred are the ones that are driving the mystery machine and they own it while they're doing their TV show. And then in the 2002 Scooby-Doo movie, when they all break up, Shaggy and Scooby own the car. So my theory would be that they found it in a junkyard. Okay. Shaggy found it, but they're teenage kids. They didn't have money. Okay. So Daphne's dad bought it for them and they kind of fixed it up together. So it's kind of every, or maybe Fred fixed it up. And so that's why Fred drives it because he feels that it's his car as as much as anyone else's. Daphne's dad bought it. So it's just as much hers and Shaggy did find it. So like finder's fee, it's mine also. Well, it doesn't end there actually. Oh, okay. Well, Um, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, We discover that before Mystery Inc. owned the Mystery Machine, it actually belonged to a kid band in What's New Scooby-Doo called the Mystery Kids. And their car was the Mystery Machine. It was owned by, I think it was their older brother or something like that. His name was Flash Flanagan. And when he died, they must have gotten rid of the van. And I'm assuming... It went to a junkyard where Shaggy found it. But then to further the idea that Shaggy owns it, in the following series, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue. Shaggy and Scooby are shown to be driving the mystery machine Mm -hmm. when they go to their Uncle Albert's house to take on the uncle's inheritance. So that just makes me think that Shaggy and Scooby own the mystery machine. Because then when they receive the inheritance, they put in upgrades on the mystery machine. And they drive the mystery machine throughout the entire series. But then... Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated comes around, as well as Be Cool Scooby-Doo, where Fred's the one that is constantly driving and working on the van, so and he owns it. In, in those two series, Fred is the owner. But then the last bit, which you were correct when you orig- initially said it belonged to Daphne's groundskeeper, that was only in two movies, which was Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Begins and Scooby-Doo Curse of the Lake Monster. Those were the, the prequel yeah. Uh, live action TV movies that came out in 2009 and 10, which I hated, and we will <laughs> be dreading the day we have to review those movies. Because um, I don't hate the live <laughs> actions, but you hate them. I hate those two. Okay. The first two, debatable. <laughs> but yeah, so the Mystery Machine has had evidently many owners between the five, well, the three main people being Fred, Daphne, and Shaggy. And it used to belong to a kid band. Fun facts. (laughs) Um, So in Scooby-Doo news recently, um, I actually have two things for you today. Um, The first thing is that the United States Postal Service, they announced that they've been partnering with Warner Brothers to create a forever stamp for the 2018 collection that features Scooby-Doo on it. Ooh, we're going to have to get some of those. Definitely. Um, They said that it's because he's an iconic character of the United States and also to commemorate the fact that he's turning 50 next year. The series is. He's Um, getting up there. Right over the hill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I thought that was pretty cool. I think the news article I read about that said that they're going to be released on July 14th. 
We shared that article on the Twitter account, mm-hmm. actually. And then the other piece of news that I got to share today is coming from Fox. Uh, Fox News is now saying that the vote is in. Scooby-Doo has been named America's favorite ever on-screen pet. Huh. Yeah, apparently, according to the article, Scooby even beat out some of the other popular dog characters, including Snoopy and Lassie. I'm really surprised, because everybody loves Snoopy. I guess Scooby is more popular. Okay. I was even half expecting maybe Goofy. Yeah. From Mickey Mouse or Pluto. Pluto. Yeah. But yeah, apparently Scooby is the most popular. Apparently the study questioned 2,000 people about their deep love of pets. How old were these people? It doesn't say. Um, But it does say that other characters that were considered were Toto from The Wizard of Oz. He beat out Toto. He beat out Toto. That's my man. Lassie of the TV show of the same name and Beethoven of the Beethoven film. But those three characters were in the top ten. So Airbud didn't even make it in? <laughs> My boy Airbud did not even make it in the running. Airbud was our childhood. I didn't watch all that much of Airbud. Oh, they were my favorite. And then they had Air Buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Scooby Doo is apparently America's favorite pet. Well, congratulations, Scooby Doo. <laughs> Well, now it's time to pick our episode that we're going to be reviewing next week. We're going to be selecting an episode randomly from the new Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo show. More (laughs) Scrappy-Doo. All right, so let's hit our randomizer. And here we go. And it's a scary duel with a cartoon ghoul and E-I-E-I-O. Yay! They sound great. They do. <laughs> Let's go on Scoobypedia and pull up the premise for each one of these episodes. For a scary duel with a cartoon ghoul, the gang goes on a Hollywood tour of the Banana Toon Studio where Scrappy's favorite cartoon, Hero Hound, is created. While there, they run into a mystery and are hired by Buster Banana, the studio head, to find out why the evil monster mutt is stealing all the films in the studio. I'm really excited for all these bananas. (laughs) Same. (laughs) And then for E-I-E-I-O... The kids head over to the Experimental Institute for Evolutionary Improvement of Organisms, (laughs) also known as E-I-E-I-O, to help old Mr. McDonald, the director, discover who was creating monsters with the secret formula that he developed to create large amounts of food. Now we know old McDonald ran a farm, (laughs) E-I-E-I-O. I'm so mad that they named him McDonald. (laughs) But I'm mad he grows food. That's not Mr. McDonald. He had a farm. There's some animals. Well, you can catch our review of that episode next week here on that Groovy Scoopcast. You can watch these episodes on two different platforms, being iTunes or the free Microsoft Scooby-Doo app. I'm always behind iTunes just because the Microsoft app doesn't always have the best quality, but it's they're free. there and they're free. So catch us next week for our reviews on those episodes. Uh, We also have a really fun announcement. We are now on Stitcher. Woohoo! 
So if you listen to your podcast there, you can now find us there. Tell your friends. Indeed. <laughs> As always, you can contact us on Twitter at Groovy Scoopcast. And at that Groovy Scoopcast at gmail.com. Anything else you want to say to our listeners, Shannon? We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of that Groovy Scoopcast. Come back next week for a Scooby Snack Filled time. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>